0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
1: Here's what I learned about both these teams maybe I didn't learn. We all learned about both these teams after these two games. They both suck. I'm tired of watching it. I need another break. Good thing there's a day off for both of them. They stink, these two teams. Even in a win with the Mets, they drive you up a freaking wall. Oh, my God. What a dreadful display of baseball these last couple of nights. And, of course, it ends in a split. Like we said, it likely would before the two-game series, which is a whole other thing. The idea of the two-game two, uh, two game series, I mean, come on. The only good thing for the Yankees about the two-game series is that John Carl Stan gets to play in the whole series. Wow, look at that. Woo, John Carlo, you made it. You played a whole series. I can't believe it. You actually were in the lineup. Two straight games, completing a series. Obviously, for game three, a little bit later on tonight, you know, John Carl will be sitting that one out. Can't play three. Two of three, sure. But this should be a best-of-three. Every single time they play, it should be a best-of-three, not a two-game series. Takes away a lot of the fun. But the Mets, fortunate to get a win. And for the Yankees, look, I mean, without Aaron Judge in that lineup, without Bader, hopefully they get him back Friday night. Without Bader in that lineup and Judge, they're thin. I mean, look at the Yankees' lineup here. What do you expect? And the starting pitching lived up to the hype. It was on point as you had both Cole, uh, Cole and Verlander dealing for six innings, respectively. Cole made it look a lot easier um and you know at times just looked like the best pitcher in baseball Verlander labored Yankees worked the counts worked the at bats but Verlander still was able to get through his six innings allowing just a one earned run as well so the pitching lived up to the hype at least to a certain extent obviously you'd like to see both guys go a little bit deeper in the game um, but no they didn't uh, go deep into the game the the six innings though were great and you know, like I said it's more about you know sloppy play to me than anything else and. You pick something with the Mets, whether it is the seventh inning, which drove me nuts. And yeah, okay, great win. Like Steve Cohen said, I think he summed it up. Hey, I'll take it, but that was, I mean, too many mistakes. You take the win if you're the Mets, but way too many mistakes. See, the Yankees are maybe a byproduct of their division, you know, the, the fact that they've been ravaged by injury and they still have a good record. The Mets do not have a good record, and the Mets are not as injured—not nearly as injured—as the Yankees. Yeah, Alonzo's down, but that should not, you know, r- destroy this team. And that hasn't been the main factor in what's gone wrong with this team. Anyway, the seventh inning drove me up a wall. It just shows you—I wh- don't understand how this happens with the Mets, why it continues to happen with the Mets but a team that didn't beat themselves at all last year can't get out of their own way this year. Whether it is bad fielding, making bonehead decisions with a throw from McNeil, where he should have put that ball in his pocket, Vientos not being able to pick it up, Nimmo the night before, whether it is on the base paths. I mean, you name it. The Mets just don't... Whether it is allowing IKF to steal home... Oh, my God, they're snoozing. They're sleepwalking through these games. What are they doing? But the seventh inning in particular is where it really irritated me because you have the Mets down 3-1. They finally get a little bit of a rally going, you know, a base hit, uh, a couple of base hits. You get a walk. You get the bases loaded, and Brandon Nemo's up, and you trust Brandon Nemo, I do, more than anybody right now in that lineup. Nemo's the one guy who you want up. In that spot. He gets hit by the pitch. Okay, 3-2. Now I'm thinking, well, that sucks because now they're going to fall a run short. Because whoever's coming up next is not going to get the job done. But he did. Starling Marte comes up next and gets the job done. Now think about this for a second. And, And this is not about breaking down the inning. It's about the Mets miscues. The continual miscues that we've seen from this team. So they actually get a freaking hit. It's hard enough for them to get a hit. You get the bases loaded, and you get that base hit. A two-out base hit. Two outs, bases loaded, down a run. A base hit for Starling Marte. How in the world does the runner not score from second base? This is the major leagues. If you get a base hit with a runner on second base, he should score 99% of the time. You want to say that the runner's slow, the outfielder makes a perfect play, got a bad jump, it happens. But in this particular case, it should never, never have happened. Vientos should have scored. And if your argument is, well, Sal Vientos isn't that fast, then he should have been pinch run for. And if your argument then is, well, who's on the bench is going to pinch run for him, then I'd say... Get somebody on the bench that could do something and get rid of Daniel Vogelback. Vientos has to score there. Joey Cora has been awful this season. Awful. All year long. Sending guys when he shouldn't, holding guys when he should send them. This was a clear case to me. I don't care who's coming up next. You have the bases loaded, two outs. Starling Marte gets a single. Billy McKinney is in left field, who is not a good outfielder. I don't care how shallow he's playing. Two outs. There's no excuse. You're running instantly. You should get a nice big lead off a second, and you're running on contact. And instead, he holds Vientos up, and Nimmo gets picked off. Because Nimmo's got his head where it should be thinking, you've got to score. And at the very least, Nimmo's going to get caught in a rundown if they cut that ball off to make sure the go-ahead run scores. Terrible, terrible baseball. A team that can't hit, that struggles to score runs, actually gets a hit with the bases loaded, and they're holding a guy at third base. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. And that's just one example. And even, and this is why this team just drives you nuts. And then, like I said, with IKF stealing home, just the embarrassment of watching that take place. You know, nobody alert Brooks Raley. And he must have eyes behind his head, right? He can see what's going on. Nobody say anything. Nobody tell him to step off. I mean, come on now. What are we doing here? And people want to talk about IKF and his speed. You know, it's not exactly Ricky Henderson or Vince Coleman going down that line. He didn't really steal that base because of his speed. He stole it because the Mets are asleep at the wheel, as per usual. And then again, even on the walk-off winner, what is Eduardo Escobar doing tagging up on that play? If there's nobody out, sure. Nobody out. You say, you know what? Maybe this thing's going to be caught. I got to make sure I get to third with less than two outs as the winning run. Instead, there's already an out. If the ball is caught, there's two outs. You go halfway. Ball drops. you can walk home. Instead, he's hustled home and barely makes it in. And even in that moment, instead of being happy, if you're a Mets fan, you're watching that thinking, what the hell? How is this even a close play? What is he doing? So on a night where the Mets get a win, they still show you that they don't know how to play baseball the right way. And I just don't understand it, being that this is a team that is led by an X's and O's in-game tactician, doing the little things, playing the game the right way, fundamentals, all that, respect the game, all that stuff from Buck Showalter. How is it possible that this team, who last year never beat themselves, it's okay to get beat. It is not okay to beat yourselves. And the Mets are doing anything but what they did last year. In that regard, they're beating themselves left and right every which way. And the question is, well, why is it the players? No, no, the players are the same guys. It's almost the exact same team that won 101 games last year. I know certain things are different, but mostly in that pitching staff, it's almost the same exact team. All right, you bring up a couple of rookies sure, but they haven't been the problem. So why is this happening with well, the buck show ultra led team, a team that did not beat themselves a year ago? Why are they regularly beating themselves this year? The answer to me is that they're soft and have never recovered from what happened in Atlanta last year and are pressing. They clearly are feeling the pressure of this town of what happened to them a year ago, blowing that division, getting bounced in the first round maybe feeling the pressure of the highest payroll in the sport. I mean, I don't have the answers because I'm not on the team. But I'm assuming that these are some of the reasons why. Because otherwise, you can't explain it. Good baseball players who played very smart, very well a year ago, are anything but this year. And how could that not be a reflection of the manager? It has to be. And it's a big problem for this team because even with a win, and I'm not going to go nuts and get excited about a win. Big deal. All right, so you avoided the two-game sweep. I. It's nice to get a win, sure, but th- that's not the point. The point is moving forward. How does this team get to the postseason? Well, it starts as we ripped, you know, Max Scherzer apart yesterday, which I do think he's the number one culprit, but it starts with playing the game the right way and cleaning up the endless mistakes that they're making. What is going on with this team? They've got to calm down, they've got to relax, got to start having some fun. I mean, don't get caught up in the hype. Look, we're allowed to talk about it. This is what we do. You can't take this stuff seriously where well, we you know, critique and yell and scream and overreact and all that stuff. and but That's part of being a fan. That's part of the deal. It seems like they take it too seriously and are putting way too much pressure on themselves. And guess what happens when you play scared or you try not to fail? You fail. Try not to make a mistake. You want to be too perfect. You make mistakes. Just go out there and have some freaking fun, for goodness sake. So for the Yankees... You know, a, a tough loss, but and not the end of the world, obviously, for them. And you missed an opportunity to, you know, really stick it to the Mets and, and their fans and win this, you know, sweep this two-game series. But there were some good things that they did. There were some bad things that they did. Ultimately, not enough offense for the Yankees. And ultimately, the bullpen, not good enough. Cordero just didn't have it behind Garrett Cole. You could say that you like to have Garrett Cole go at least another inning there. He did throw 95 pitches. This was the postseason. He probably pitched the seventh. But the Yankee bullpen with Cordero not getting the job done. And the offense not doing nearly enough, which is expected to be the case, while Aaron Judge and Harrison Bader are out. What a weird Subway series. A lot happened in those two games. A lot of firsts, a lot of just bizarre moments in these two games. And ultimately, we didn't really learn anything about either team. No blood drawn. Chalk, a split in a poorly played Two-game series, and it didn't feel traditional Subway series to me. I did not go to either of these games, you know, but uh, they were saying it in, in moments uh, it felt like a playoff atmosphere. I'm not sure if I ever felt watching that I felt like it was a playoff-like atmosphere. I've seen plenty of Mets and Yankees games over the years that did feel that playoff-like atmosphere. This series was not one of them. But nonetheless, Subway Series Part 1 in the books, Mets and Yankees, split the first two games of this four game season series and now both teams could move on and hope that they could start playing you know better baseball after the off day tomorrow another you know the mutual off day tomorrow you get the Mets will be taking on the Cardinals and you know you get the Yankees back in action they'll be taking on the Red Sox up at Fenway Park always fun to watch them there so we look forward to that but Now you could get back to the focus at hand, which is for the Yankees, trying to cut into that division lead by the Rays, trying to get healthier. Get healthy, stay healthy. Right now, the Yankees nine games back, nine games over 500. And for the Mets, it's not even about Atlanta. For the Mets, it's not even about, really, it's not even about the wild card or anybody in front of them at this point. It's about themselves. They need to figure out a way to clean up their horrific brand of baseball because that is exactly what it's been. They have talent. They have potential. They've got all the pieces, or at least the majority of the pieces. They've just got to play a much smarter, much better brand of baseball, and that's on Buck Showalter. Look, Steve Cohen's got to figure out what the issue is, and if he finds out that it is the manager for whatever reason, or whatever, he's got to do something about it. Buck Showalter is the manager. He's got to figure out what's wrong with these players and why they're playing so tight and why they're making so many dumb mistakes that no Buck Showalter team should ever be doing.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it.